Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Baseball is in full swing. NBA playoffs are heating up. And your NFL team is gearing up for training camp. Listen to the latest on the teams you love here on the Odyssey app. The biggest sports radio stations in the country providing unrivaled local coverage of their teams all in one place. Exclusive interviews with players, coaches, and team executives streaming live and always available on demand. Stay in the know with your favorite teams right here on the Odyssey app. This is the WCBS 880 Morning News Roundup. It was a mess getting home last night. A power surge caused widespread subway delays. Hundreds were stuck underground. The BQE is changing. As of today, drivers will lose a lane in both directions for years. Families of 9-11 victims could be getting some closure. New DNA technology approved to analyze over a thousand unidentified remains. The Mets, even in victory, found a way to lose after a trio of players booed the fans. I want to let them know that when we should say is we're going to do the same thing to, to know how to, to let them know how, how it feels. The WCBS 880 Morning News Roundup. A deeper dive into the stories you need to start your day. I'm giving a thumbs down to this forecast because by the time we get to Wednesday, that rain could really be coming down with the remnants of Ida. Today, it's cloudy, damp, muggy, 83 to 88 the high. I'm Paul Bernane. And I'm Kevin Rincon in for Wayne Cabot. The subway was a mess in the city late last night. Into early this morning, a power surge caused massive delays along multiple lines. Our Sean Adams is joining us live this morning. Sean, what happened? Well, they got zapped. That's what happened. Now, now, the good news this morning is this. Service is back for the 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, the 7, and the L trains. Last night, much different story. Uh, the MTA's Rail Control Center couldn't regulate the signals for the, those numbered trains. And there were actually two trains that got stuck under the Harlem River, so folks had to sit on those trains for a while before they could be let out. It's suspected a Con Ed feeder cable surge that's what might have knocked out the signals. Uh, this happened in Long Island City, Queens last night. It was momentary, the surge itself, uh, but they're, they're investigating to see if there's a connection. Here's MTA Acting Chair Jano Lieber on that possibility. It's premature to say. I mean, obviously, we're aware of that Con Ed uh, power surge, um, with, you know, but it was resolved. Um, nevertheless, our system uh, did have these really uh, tremendous impacts. Um, with impacts to service. So we're in the process of identif- of investigating uh, the root cause. So overnight what happened, the subway workers had to get out there. They had to go up and down the tracks and reset all those signals. It appears that they've done that. In about an hour, we're going to get an update from the governor and MTA officials. Kevin, Paul? Yep. Keep it right here at WCBS 880. We'll let you know what we hear from the governor. We expect more people to start heading back into the office after Labor Day a week from today. And when they go back, they'll have more mass transit options. Metro North is adding 102 trains to the schedule. They're bumping up service on the Hudson, Harlem, and New Haven lines. Weekday service will be back to 82% of pre-pandemic levels. The MTA says the changes are meant to coincide with both the return to work and also 
school reopenings. Well, you might want to take a mass transit because the BQE won't be the same. As of this morning, drivers are losing a lane in both directions. Or Steve Burns with more on the change. It's already one of New York's most despised roadways, perpetually backed up and broken down. But the BQE is getting a makeover. Substituting the three substandard lanes, which are only 10 and a half feet wide, which is an issue, for two standard width lanes of 12 feet wide. Crews were out over the weekend repainting the lane lines between Atlantic Avenue and the Brooklyn Bridge. City Transportation Commissioner Hank Gutt says one less lane in each direction will help the crumbling cantilever stretch through Brooklyn Heights. It will reduce the load on the structure, which is one of the ways we get the extra life and safety out of it. Gutman contends the change will only reduce traffic flow by about 10% and make things safer, allowing for longer on and off ramps, plus... Fewer delays. When there's a, a, minor, a minor fender bender or a breakdown on the road, the shoulder gives you some place to move the car so that it doesn't block traffic. Steve Burns, WCBS News Radio 880. Families who lost loved ones 20 years ago in 9-11 could be getting some closure. Joe Avalar explained. Thousands of human remains from 9-11 have yet to be identified. They're too damaged and degraded to be analyzed by conventional methods. But cutting-edge DNA technology will be used now to analyze these unidentified remains of more than 1,100 victims of the 9-11 attacks. This sophisticated technique, called next-generation sequencing, has already been used by the Defense Department to identify remains from World War II, the Korean War, and the Vietnam War. While the remains of about 1,600 of the 2,754 World Trade Center victims have been identified, the process has slowed over the years, and the last identification was made in 2019. Joe Avalar, WCBS News Radio 88. Latest on your forecast straight ahead, including the remnants of Ida coming our way by Wednesday. The WCBS 880 Morning News Roundup. Some more wet weather coming our way, especially midweek. Craig Allen's here with your forecast. Yeah, several different things to talk about. Uh, we had a shower or two last night. Now we have fog, drizzle, uh, visibility down to a half mile at Kennedy Airport. And that's going to close in for a while this morning. And then the sun burns that off. We have brightening during the afternoon. But then we may also see some lightning during the latter part of the afternoon into tonight. Showers and thunderstorms popping up and a high 83 to 88. Much warmer, muggy day coming up. Showers ending tonight, warm, humid, lows near 75. And then tomorrow, it's not too bad of a day. The humidity is actually a little lower for Tuesday and highs in the mid-80s. But after that, talking about midweek, it's the remnant rainfall from Ida and a lot of it. Uh, cloudy with rain developing on Wednesday. The rain gets heavy at times right on into Wednesday night. Gusty winds along the coastline and a high between 70 and 75 on Wednesday. The rain will finally start tapering down by Thursday afternoon. Right now, 74 and the humidity is 91. The WCBS 880 Morning News Roundup. Times Square has seen a surge in violence, shootings, assaults, robberies. They've been up this year, and that's created some tension in the crossroads of the world. Yesterday, it boiled over when people heard what they thought was a gunshot. Sent off a wave of panic with dozens running for safety. Cops say a man hurt his leg in the chaos. There were no shots fired. Oddly, that man was actually taken into custody after arguing with several detectives. There are several reports that say a planner may have fallen over 
causing a loud bang. A father and son in the Bronx got into a shootout with the cops. Police say the two of them got into an argument with a group of people, and when two off-duty officers a block away at the 46th Precinct saw what was going on, well, they moved in, they walked over, and the chief of patrol, Juanita Holmes, says the son fired at the cops. They shot back, and from there... The 45-year-old male then picked up the injured suspect's gun and fired rounds at the officers. Immediately after shooting, the officers began to render aid to the 24-year-old male, and responding officers took the uninjured 45-year-old male into custody at the scene. EMS transported the 24-year-old male to St. Barnabas Hospital, where he was pronounced deceased. As for the officers who were shot at, none of the officers hit, but they were taken to the hospital for observation. You're listening to the WCBS Morning News Roundup. We'll be back with three things to know. It's the Monday morning. The uh, Morning News Roundup, in fact. The weekend is over. I don't know if you can tell I'm having a hard time with this. <laughs> Mondays are tough. I'm Paul Murdy. I'm Kevin Rincon in for Wayne Cabot. Here are three things to know this morning. One, Ida knocked out power in New Orleans, made landfall as a Category 4 hurricane. Now it's a tropical storm headed into Mississippi. We could see remnants of Ida in the tri-state area by Wednesday. Number two, a rocket attack this morning in Kabul near the airport. The Pentagon says they intercepted five missiles as the violence is ramping up a day before U.S. troops are expected out of Afghanistan. And three this weekend, we learn Emmy-winning actor Ed Asner has died. He was 91. CBS News' Carter Evans with a look back at his long and illustrious career. You got spunk. <laughs> well, yes. I hate spunk. <laughs> that line from the first episode of the Mary Tyler Moore Show cemented Ed Asner's place in TV history. Audiences loved Lou Grant, fictional, cranky, no-nonsense TV news director. And a certain amount of fear. He played Grant for a dozen years on Mary Tyler Moore and its spin-off, Lou Grant, a one-hour drama instead of a 30-minute sitcom. How many people on board? 348. His seven primetime Emmys are a record for a male actor, and he's also the only actor to win Emmys for playing the same character in comedy and drama categories. Born in 1929 in Kansas City, Missouri, the Chicago stage called him in the early 50s as a founding member of the Playwrights Theater Club. His turn on TV came in the 1960s with guest appearances like this one on The Untouchables. Asner was elected president of the Screen Actors Guild in 1981, and he used that platform to frequently criticize the Reagan administration. In 1982, despite being a top 10 rated show, Lou Grant was canceled. Asner always believed his politics were the reason. It happened to us. We've got all the facts. But he never stopped acting. Go, Mr. Elf! His lovable old grump in 2009's Up was so moving that many wanted the Academy to create a voiceover Oscar. Please let me in. No. He would act until the end, more recently appearing in the hit show Cobra Kai. How's that Cardi thing going, huh? And he never lost his political passion, fighting in 2020 against age discrimination in Hollywood. And it's in Hollywood where Lou Grant will live forever. So Ed Asner was 91 years old. Carter Evans, CBS News, Los Angeles. The WCBS 880 Morning News Roundup. A deeper dive into the stories you need to start your day. 
baseball is in full swing. NBA playoffs are heating up, and your NFL team is gearing up for training camp. Listen to the latest on the teams you love here on the Odyssey app. The biggest sports radio stations in the country providing unrivaled local coverage of their teams all in one place. Exclusive interviews with players, coaches, and team executives streaming live and always available on demand. Stay in the know with your favorite teams right here on the Odyssey app.